The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The hospitality industry is one of the fastest-growing industries in an improving economy. There are new career opportunities popping up in restaurants, hotels, and travel. Get the inside scoop today. Welcome to the Hospitality News Network with Stephen Nicole. Our hope is that you'll look at this industry in a whole new light. Now, here's your host, Stephen Nicole. Welcome, everyone, to the Hospitality Industry News Network. It's November 9th. We're getting near Christmas. Hope you start your Christmas shopping. My name is Stephen Nicole. And today we have a, a very exciting show. I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to talk about a city in which I got married in, in 1996. Our guest today is Paul Nursey, President and CEO of Tourism Victoria. He's going to tell us all about Victoria, beautiful Victoria, BC. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. My ple- Our pleasure to have you. Paul, I'll let you start off. Why should people go to Victoria? Well, that's a big question, and uh, like many destinations, we've had a tremendous year this past year. We've had a tremendous couple of years. Um, you know, we are a wonderful um, getaway from anywhere in North America. Uh, we the, our, the access is so easy because we're at literally an eight-minute flight from Vancouver International Airport and a twenty-minute flight from Seattle. So um, the main reason that folks come to uh, to Great Victoria is relaxation. We have, a, we have an incredible climate, so many things to see and do, um, and an absolutely spectacular scenery, as you may have, um, and physical setting with a gorgeous inner harbor, as you may have experienced when you got married. Um, but layered beneath that is so many things to see and do in an extremely vibrant city. So easy to get to, um, and I think what, what really sets us apart uh, is that uh, visitors are surprised by the depth of activities that they can enjoy while they're here. Give us an idea of some of the activities. Sure. I mean, it's a vibrant city of about 375,000 people. So we have a tremendous um, uh, kind of urban uh, urban landscape, great dining scene, great arts and culture scene. But it, it juxtaposes beautifully with our, our, our nature. So there's a lot of soft adventure. You know, that's what we, us folks in the tourism industry call it, uh, opportunities. You know, we have uh, fishing, whale watching, kayaking, uh, biking, an incredible, incredibly vibrant cycling community here. And because of our weather, uh, we have a, uh, tremendous wineries, cideries, and that whole distillery, um, brewery, craft brewery thing has really uh, taken off here as well, too. So, um, then layer on top of that, uh, arts and culture, and I could list a dozen incredible festivals. So uh, it's a very dynamic and deep destination with, with, a, with a variety of choices um, based on basically what your preferences are. So when, when a visitor comes to Greater Victoria, um, they really are tremendously surprised by the, the many different things they can see and do. And, you know, a beautiful thing I loved about Victoria when I was there was the fact that you mentioned there's just about – a little over 300,000 people. It's not a city that's filled with congestion. 
it's easier to easy to get around and walk around and and so on. Yeah, it, it's very walkable and very accessible. So that means you can pack a lot into your day. You know, much of our of the vibrant downtown and many of our regions around uh, around the uh, the Great Victoria area are incredibly accessible. Uh, we have tremendous um, um, transit system, which is very cheap. It's two dollars and fifty cents to get anywhere in the region, and um, you know, as you said, there isn't much congestion. Uh, there's tremendous architecture, and it's a really it, it's travel to human scale. Now I find that. Uh... Sometimes getting to Victoria was always a bit of a problem. Sometimes you had the ferry, which was, you know, maybe a couple hours between, you know, waiting for it and getting off it and getting to your destination. What about any new flights going to Victoria? Is there more direct flights? Is it easily accessible than it used to be? It, it really is becoming uh, much more accessible than it used to be by air. Um, and I'll speak more around high-speed ferry services in a second. But Victoria International Airport is a, is a beautiful second-tier airport. And as, as airlines add more capacity, as we all know is happening in the aviation world, we're getting more flights. So we have direct uh, nonstop flights in the United States from San Francisco and a lot from Seattle. Uh, there's a new Delta flight uh, starting next spring, uh, eight times a day, plus we have a lot of Alaska and Frontier connections. So really with one stop, you can get to Victoria basically anywhere in North America. Within Canada, we have extension, extensive connections, but direct flights from the United States is through Seattle and San Francisco with regular and frequent service. That's awesome. Now that Inner Harbor, uh, just a wonderful spot. You've got the Empress Hotel and the Parliament buildings there. But you've got some great hotels around that area as well that do a lot of conventions and, and are good for meetings and so on. Yeah, absolutely. We have about eight different conferences, conference hotels, and we have some incredible uh, properties like you mentioned, the, um, the Empress Hotel, Hotel Grand Pacific. We also have some really neat boutique or independent hotels. Um, you know, uh, I, would, I would point to the, uh, the Magnolia Hotel, which is one of the highest-ranked hotels in North America. It is the, of the boutique hotel that all boutique hotels aspire to be. Okay. The, the Inn at Laurel Point. Plus, you've got some really incredible, um, unique properties, such as Swan's Brew Pub, which is a, a hotel and brewery in, a, in an authentic um, uh, heritage building. So we have 6,700 rooms. We have flagged hotels like Marriott's and Hilton's and Delta's and Fairmont's. Plus, we have really very professional independent properties. So there's something for everyone. And the other thing I'd like to point out is, um, you know, building in terms of our charm, our architectural charms, we have some really neat inns and bed and breakfasts as well. You know, I worked at a resort on the Malahat just uh, outside of Victoria there. And, uh, you know, you go for a drive anywhere around that area and you're seeing... uh, you know, you're seeing the landscape, the mountains, and you got Esquimo and, and places nearby that, uh, you know, you can go. And, and there's hardly any traffic. That's what I know most about Victoria. And, and the shopping, what kind of uh, shops do you have there? Sure. Well, we have anything that you would expect in a, um, in a, in a large metropolitan uh, North American city. We have all the chains and all the conveniences that you want. But we also have a very unique um, uh, local retail scene. Lower Johnson Street is our heritage area of the downtown core, and there's all sorts of nice boutiques along there. And Government Street's a major shopping thoroughfare as well, too. But what's really interesting is the local and authentic and what we call the only in Victoria-style shopping that is available. Um, you know, that's throughout the whole region. On top of that is the local um, food and wine scene. So on top of the goods and the artisans and the crafts, we have all sorts of locally produced produce, 
um, you know, uh, food and beverage uh, activities that they can take care of. So the, the shopping scene is very vibrant, and of course, the American dollar does go a lot further these days for those who are, those of our guests who are traveling from the United States. So they really enjoy shopping in Victoria. And I guess all the fresh fish you can catch over there too are available right right in the restaurants, like the salmon and you know, so yeah, on. Yeah, thank. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I completely, you know, I live here all the time and I enjoy the fresh seafood <laughs> that I actually forgot about it. So thank you very much for um, for uh, reminding me. We actually have a neat thing, which is a fisherman's wharf, uh, where the fishermen come in into the inner harbor and sell their 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 fish right off the dock. And um, um, on top of that, there's all sorts of neat uh, local uh, uh, boutiques and shops around there as well, too. So, yeah, fresh fish is never a problem. And... Uh Okay, let's. We're talking about Victoria, right? Victoria downtown. I know when I lived in Victoria, we lived on uh, Mile Zero on Douglas Street, and uh, we had our wedding right there on uh, in in Beacon Hill Park, a huge park, and uh, we had a great time there. And uh, we were there for about two years. I love watching the waterway. I don't, is that called the Juan de Fuca Strait there, or what is it called? Yeah, it's the Juan de Fuca Strait. Great, but uh, on. Um on uh, near Beacon Hill Park and Dallas Road, what we call it, which is right at the yes. edge of downtown, um, is the Wanda Fuca Strait between Canada and the United States. And so this, the views are absolutely spectacular because you see the Olympic uh, Peninsula in the background in Washington yes. State. And that gives an idea to, to your listeners just how close we are to the United States and how South Victoria is, um, how far South Victoria is. You can literally see, um, I, I sound like Sarah Palin here, but you can literally see Seattle from Victoria. <laughs> and, um, yes. Um, and um, it's absolutely stunningly beautiful to see the sunset over uh, um, the Strait of Juan de Fuca. And you, and you also see some uh, s- seals and stuff like that in the water. Which is seals, sea lions, uh, many different. Uh, we call them, uh, you know, four different types of seas and seals and sea lions, and of course we have many varieties of whales as well too. And you can just be strolling along the park by Beacon Hill, and you can see a humpback whale or an orca. It's really a very special place. I used to like going down there and uh, reading a book and uh, on a hot summer day, and uh, and that's another thing I wanted to talk about, touch on a little bit was the climate. People think it rains there a lot. Yeah, and that's just not the case. You know, um, we have about 35% less precipitation than both Seattle and Vancouver. And it's simply because we're in a rain shadow of the Olympic Peninsula and the Olympic yes. Mountain Range. So it is a microclimate. And uh, I moved to Victoria from Vancouver, and I also used to live in on Ottawa in Ontario. And um, I was pleasantly surprised by how little precipitation there is. There's enough to keep everything green and fresh, but we're certainly not, um, uh, you know, suffer from too much precipitation. It's, it's really quite wonderful. In fact, the, uh, the summers are quite beautiful, as I recall, because it'd be warm, like almost hot, but you wouldn't have the humidity like you get back east sometimes. That's right. You know, our, our, our climate is to make a, a poor analogy, but it, it's, it's very much like California, but just a few degrees cooler. Yeah, with a nice breeze. With a nice ocean breeze, yeah, exactly, which you can get in some. So a, a very good analogy is a place like Carmel or um, Monterey, that type of area in Northern California. The, the, the climate is very similar. Wow, awesome. Now, we're going to stop for a short break here, but when I get back, I'd like to uh, maybe talk about uh, some of the, uh, well, you know, about being Canada's smartest city. I'd like to know more about that. 
Absolutely. Look forward to it. All right. We'll be right back after this break for two minutes. We'll see you at the other end of two minutes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's stephennicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s to the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back to the Hospitality Industry News Network. My guest today is Paul Nursey, President and CEO of Tourism Victoria. If you're you're just joining us and missed the first segment, or want to hear the show in its entirety all over again, you can go to my webpage on voiceamerica.com, Variety Station, on the Hospitality Industry News Network, or you could download it on iTunes, Google Play, Tuned In, or Stitcher, and you could even upload it on Kindle. Some of my fond memories of Victoria, I tell you, as, as, as well as getting married there, and uh, living right by mile zero, where uh, you could see the seals and the uh, the whales play on the Juan de Fuca Strait with the Olympic Mountains in the background. I had a fantastic time there. I still want to go back there. It's my next year. It's my twentieth anniversary, and uh, I'd love to go back there and see a lot of friends that uh, I haven't seen in quite a while. Paul, welcome back. I oh, understand. Thanks for having me. I understand. It's also Canada's smartest city. Yeah, I mean, we were named Canada's Smartest City by McLean's Magazine, which is a, a business magazine here in Canada. And really what that drives at is, is three different things here. Um, it's a small city of about 300 and some odd thousand people, so big enough, not too big, not too small, as they say. And there's three universities. And burgeoning around that is a $4 billion technology center um, or industry. And on top of that, um, 
very advanced industries in terms of ocean sciences and clean, green technology. And they're all attracted to Greater Victoria for the same reasons um, that visitors are, which is the lifestyle, the climate, the, you know, that great sense of place. So what, where that really helps us is in the meetings business, because we're able to put together some really amazing programs with some really smart professors and industry leaders uh, that really help make our corporate and association business um, really attractive to people who are looking for really cutting-edge stuff. That's awesome. You know, uh, as well as uh, I would have to say the environment, you know, people are environmentally conscious nowadays, and it seems like Victoria is on the cutting edge of that, like you say. It really are. And, you know, again, I'm relatively new to Victoria, and, and, and you've lived here in the past. That's something that really I had to learn. I was surprised. I didn't. I, I always knew that there was a green sensibility here, but in terms of how it's been commercialized into industry, you know, really strong clean and green technology sector here. Um, and that just really translates into, you know, business is heading in that direction, and it really puts us at a, in, a, in a good, good, clear, sustainable advantage. What about living there? Uh, I know I lived there 20 years ago or 18 years ago. Uh, you know, people are, you know, moving to big cities and uh, trying to find work there and all that. It seems to me there's a lot of opportunity in Victoria where people could start up and bring a family because it's always always had the reputation of being a place for where seniors only go. Yeah, and I think that seniors thing is, is very true, but it's also a little bit outdated. Um, we're seeing a lot of very young families for a few reasons. First of all, the lifestyle. We have, you know, all the things we've mentioned before, but we're also BC Crafts Brewery um, Capital. The restaurant and culinary scene is, is, is wonderful. And a lot of people who are graduating from those universities love it so much. They're trying to make their own lives here and creating businesses. So it's become quite vibrant and very, very energetic as a city. Um, so that's really nice to see. And that just only adds to the appeal of a really interesting place when visitors arrive. Now, that's true because, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the lifespan of a senior living there as opposed to, let's say, somewhere where there's a harsh winter. Uh, during the winters there, it's mild. It, it might rain a little bit, but uh, certainly it's a lot more, uh, a lot more easier to deal with than uh, you know, a senior digging 20, 20 inches of snow from his uh, driveway. Yeah, that's not a concern here at all. Yes, right. And, 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 and we're also, um, and I, I feel like I'm just talking superlatives here, but we're also Canada's fittest city, which is, you know, not my forte, but I'm working on it. And we generate a lot of uh, world-class athletes out of Victoria, again, because they're able to train year-round in a, in a tremendously mild climate. Um, and uh, so uh, the, the lifestyle is very active and the lifestyle is very healthy. Now, you know, I'm looking on the, uh, you know, things to see and do, and, you know, you mentioned something about comics and games. Yeah, well, just like um, many, many um, smart cities, you know, or, or cities with advanced service sectors and technology sectors, some of our people and our residents are a little bit quirky, right? And uh, we enjoy that yes. because it, it certainly adds to the flavor. So we've got a great gaming community. We've got a great um, comics, you know, that whole you know, Gardecon or fan culture is very strong here. And, um, you know, we've, we're profiling that because many of the people that we market into, you know, cities like source markets like Seattle, Portland, Seattle, um, San Francisco, they have that culture as well. So, you know, we're part of the Pacific Northwest. And uh, as you know, the Pacific Northwest is a really a booming um, region. Um, yes. 
you know, with, with wonderful cities, and we're just one of the components of that, and we've got that really deep, sophisticated, young and hip culture as well. Jumping back and forth here, but we talked earlier about conventions and meetings. Uh, yeah. You know, who, who who have you seen go there the last, you know, little while that you've been there? Uh, you know, because I see that uh, conventions and, and business meetings are on the uprise and on the rise in numbers. Uh, they sure are. Yeah, I mean, they are around North America, and, and we're catching up. So our conference center is, is mid-sized. You know, um, we have... Uh, a 50,000-foot conference center and then another 20,000 feet across the street, plus we have seven or eight conference hotels. Um, <coughs> so we don't handle the huge associations. That's just not our business. Yes. Uh, we are squarely in, um, in the, the mid-range niche, which is fine because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of business out there. So where we do really well is um, company product launches of mid-sized companies or, or unit-level uh, meetings of, of large corporations or mid-sized association. So we get a lot of Canadian association business because, of course, we're provincial capital. And then we're getting much, much more corporate business uh, from up and down the west coast of the United States, which is just a, a booming economy, as you know. But, we, you know, you're not going to see the global conference of the Bar Association because we're, we're not big enough for that. But we know our niche, and we play quite nicely to those strengths. And you're very close to other, some other, uh, you know, towns or, you know, let's say we were going to, I was going to go to Victoria, and I was, uh, I was just, you know, I'd never been there before, and I rented a car. And I, you know, spent some time in Victoria. Now, Vancouver Island itself is pretty beautiful. You know, everything is within a short drive of uh, Victoria. You know, just uh, maybe you could just tell the v- listeners about some of the places they could visit around Victoria as well. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll spend about three or four minutes on this because there really is a lot to do. Um, just within a half an hour driving radius, just half an hour, we have the Sands Peninsula, which is, you know, our verdant wine country. And agricultural belt. We, that's where the iconic Bouchard Gardens are located. That's yes. a 20-minute car right away. And then just 20 minutes the other way, up the west coast of Vancouver Island, you're into Souk and Port Renfrew area where there's some absolutely beautiful wild beaches. China Beach. Um, we have um, Botanical Beach. And that Souk to Port Renfrew area is extremely wild and rugged, whereas if you drive the other way to the Sands Peninsula, it's actually very Mediterranean and, and bucolic. So that's, yes. that's just within, you know, draw an hour around the city. And, it's, you know, the, the, the getaways are, are absolutely stunningly gorgeous. But if you drive up island a little bit, as you mentioned, 45 minutes away, we have upwards of 50 wineries and cideries and all the things that happen around that in the Cowichan Valley, which is an incredible um, microeconomy of food and wine. You know, it's almost a foodie's paradise. Um, quickly developing a reputation worldwide as a, as a tremendous uh, wine region. They've been at it about 20 years now, and it's maturing really nicely. And again, that's still within an hour's drive of, of downtown Victoria. And even within there, I'm just going to use another example of Goldstream Provincial Park. Yes. Where there's a huge, a huge salmon run, which is running right now every fall. And that literally was, is, is within the regional, uh, the regional boundaries of the metropolitan area. So we really are where, where um, city meets nature and all the wonderful things beyond that. And then if you just take a little bit further, and I'll just take a little bit more of your time to explain yeah. this, about an hour or sometimes two or three hours away, you get up island a little bit, and there's beautiful beach communities of Parksville and Qualcomm Beach. And then if you go across the island to Tofino, absolutely stunningly gorgeous uh, Long Beach National Park, 
really some of the best scenery that you'll find anywhere in Canada, um, all accessible on Vancouver Island. And, I, and I'm sure I've left some things out, and um, I don't mean to. It's just um, our, our, we are constrained by time. Um, but, you know, there really is more than enough to see and do uh, within the Vancouver Island area. I've been to Tofino uh, two or three times, and uh, it's remarkable the drive up there, the trees. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the uh, those big trees that grow so tall. Yeah, that's what called, are they the called Cormano Valley. Yeah, there's an amazing cathedral grove and um, uh, some incredibly large uh, trees um, that are protected. And, uh, you know, we are a temperate rainforest. And yes. uh, it is, it is an incredible, incredible feats of nature, these trees. Now, we talk about outdoor adventure. Now, for, for somebody, uh, uh, you know, who... You know, you mentioned sports, and, and, and uh, as I recall, the, many of the rowers that won gold medals, they all come from out west as well. Uh, yeah, we are home to... Good. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So sorry about that. But we, yeah, the, the rowing teams are located here. The triathlon team is located here. Um, we have uh, Canada's national women's rugby team. They all use this region as a, as a training center. So, it, so very active lifestyle. Lots of events, triathlons, you know, marathons, things I'd never do. Um, but again, the, the, the weather <laughs> is great, and it also really helps, you know, not only for the hardcore sports people, but we have a very vibrant street scene and well, as well in terms of festivals and events and all those other wonderful things that really make a city different and vibrant. Now, you know, I just want to touch on this for a minute for our listeners. The crime rate is very low. It is. It is. I mean, like like most West Coast cities, you know, because our, our temperature is there, we do have some folks who live in the streets, same as you would see in San Francisco, Seattle, or any Los Angeles. Yes. But the actual crime rate is extremely low. Um, and, and I think that has to do a lot with the Canadian justice system, which uh, is quite preventative in its nature and tries to get ahead of things in terms of uh, dealing with issues. I find even the street people were nice there. Well, that's good to hear, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I think true. they're wonderful as well, too. And there's, there's a place in society for everybody. Now, when we come back after the break, because we're going to have a break here shortly, uh, I understand Victoria, B.C. was uh, uh, the haunted capital. Maybe you could touch on that a little bit after the break. And as Absolutely. Well, uh, it is Halloween time, yeah. Yeah, and as well, uh, also, uh, Victoria is a Christmas destination. Uh, you know, uh, maybe you could... Uh, enlighten us on still what you know what's special about uh, Victorian Christmas time what do you got lined up and stuff like that absolutely look forward to it okay we'll just pause for a break right here Uh, we'll be back right after two minutes with Paul Nursey President and CEO of Tourism Victoria Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. 
Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's stephennicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole, can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s through the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back to the Hospitality Industry News Network. My name is Stephen Nicole, and today we're talking with Paul Nursey, President and CEO of Tourism Victoria. This show, as all the other shows, are on demand 24-7 on the webpage, on voiceamerica.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Tuned In, and Stitcher. And we're learning a lot about Victoria right now. And, uh, Paul, I'd like to ask you, where do a lot, because obviously Victoria, number one in tourism. Where do a lot of uh, a lot of uh, tourists come from? Where do you find most of them coming from? Sure, absolutely. So, yeah, um, tourism is a huge industry here in, in Victoria, and it's really a mix. Um, and uh, so they 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 really um, uh, you know they come from all over. But uh, I'm, I'm going to focus in on a few key areas. First of all, sixty yes. percent of our visitors are from Canada. You know, um, they travel domestically, and that's good. But then number two is the United States source market, another, you know, 18% or so. Then beyond that, we're seeing a a very solid um, group of visitors from Europe, and they participate in coming to Victoria, typically on a Western Canadian or Western North American tour itinerary. So they may be doing a Rockies tour with a Vancouver or Seattle component, and they might do a day or two in Victoria. So that's part of a kind of a traditional tour and travel pattern. Yes, and then of course we have a lot of getaway visitors from Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, Vancouver, Calgary, Alberta. But what we're seeing a lot more growth is out of Asia and Australia. Okay. Australia is a really big source market. They like to travel and do all the west coast of North America. Uh, Australians spend on average about twenty-one days on their trip, and they'll spend wow. a few days in, in in Victoria or on Vancouver Island. But they may fly into Los Angeles. They may fly into Vancouver and all sorts of all sorts of things like that. Um, so, um, so it's a really healthy mix and our, our Chinese, uh, inbound travelers, of course, we know that market is just growing and we do have approved destination status for Canada. We uh, had that in 2010. So that market is growing very quickly as well. So what's good about it, um, is we have really good diversification. You know, we're not overly reliant on one source market. 
which is really healthy. So if there's a little economic you know, uptick or downturn in one in one part of the world, we're usually able to weather that from a business perspective and just, you know, shift our focus a tiny little bit until that recovers. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, what I found when I, when I, because I used to work on a cruise ship and uh, a lot of people used to come visit me in Victoria and uh, what they loved about Victoria uh, as opposed to living in a congested city was the space and the climate and just, you know, the, the relaxation part of it. I mean, there's not a lot of stress in Victoria, is there? No, the stress on Victoria is only what you put on yourself, you know. But um, And it's a very <laughs> interesting point. We do have over 500,000 cruise ship passengers as well. But where we really see that space, relaxation, fresh air component come into play is with our Chinese travelers. When oh, we yeah. have people, you know, really important travel executives, you know, product managers and whatnot, come to Victoria for the first time. You know, we all know how busy and hectic China is as a place, if you've been there on business. Yes. It's a, you know, Victoria is a very magical place with many intangible qualities around the environment. And you can just physically see them unwind. You, yes. you know, Chinese travelers love beautiful things like gardens. And, of course, we have that in spades here as well, too. So they really, really, really fall in love with Victoria and make sure to put it in as part of their tour package because they know that their customers will very much enjoy it as well, too. But it is all that things that you mentioned, the space, the air, the relaxation, those things that are hard to package up and put on a brochure. But you see the the innate value of it, and our trick is to make sure that we get those people here to see it for themselves, and then they're sold. Yes, and you know, uh, 20 years ago, there wasn't as many Chinese as you probably get right now. Back then, it was Japanese. And we still have a large Japanese inbound market as well, too. We were, you know, my, my travel trade team was just in Japan right now, and business is up, and they're, they're, they're coming on strong. And uh, that, that source market's recovering. But again, the, the, those visitors are, are much younger now, and they love both the, the, you know, the old world charm, the beauty, the gardens, and they love the hip culture as well, too. So it's really an exciting time. We think we're really well positioned. For sure. And, you know, uh, for, I'm kind of jumping back and forth here as ideas come to my head. But for education, uh, you know, a family uh, moving out there, wondering about the level of education. You mentioned the smartest city in Canada, but uh, what are some of the universities there that, uh, you know, uh, students be able to go to in the future? Absolutely. I mean, University of Victoria is our, our major university, and, and it, it, it has over a 100-year history. It was originally associated with McGill University in Montreal. Okay. It's a tremendous business school, law school. I mean, all of its faculties are, are strong, but it's, it's your traditional you know, major university, um, and, and it's a very dominant player here in town. And then we have Royal Roads University which is a very famous business school and hospitality and tourism school, and that's more focused on adults and practical learning. Yes. So that's a, that's a really neat opportunity. And then the third one is Camosun University, which evolved as being a trade and skills-type school, um, but now it's a full-fledged university, and it has very practical programs as well. All have very strong international training and international education components. And combined, it adds to a very vibrant um, education scene uh, here in, in Greater Victoria. For sure. And you see a lot of, uh, of uh, at least when I was there, you see a lot of um, arts and, uh, you know, movies being done there and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. We do have a healthy film industry. We have uh, two or three active crews. 
Uh, just like Vancouver and Seattle have active movie industries. Ours is slightly smaller, of course, just because the size of the city is a little bit smaller, but again, attracted to the same, the same things um, in terms of both great locations and good talent. Absolutely. Now, Christmas is coming up. Uh, yeah. You know, what do you do? Uh, what's exciting and what do you do different each year in, uh, or, or every year in Victoria for Christmas? What does the city look like? Give us an idea. Sure. Well, first of all, um, to, to paint a picture for um, for your visitors, we have a lot of heritage buildings, whether that be the legislative buildings or some of the old buildings from colonial times, because Victoria was originally where many of the gold traders um, or gold miners in the gold rush would come in and get their licenses and move up into British Columbia, into the Fraser Canyon, and then ultimately up into the Klondike. So we have a lot of heritage buildings here. So both for Halloween and for Christmas, we light them up. And it's absolutely okay. a beautiful setting. So we have orange and green lights up, up Government Street for Halloween, and then we well, then we, we we transition that into Christmas decorations. We have a Christmas Ferris wheel. We have a, a Santa a light parade. Butcher Gardens is all decorated. We really decorate the whole destination around Christmas. Yes. Uh, we have we have a, we have events. Uh, um, Every weekend, and, and it really evokes a sense of calm and nostalgia that just can't be found in those bustling metropolitan cities. And then we have all that shopping we talked about earlier. So it's almost yes. like visitors are transported right into a beautiful inner harbor with heritage buildings that are all lit up. And, um, you know, Bouchard Gardens, for example, has a skating rink. And we really do Christmas okay. well here. So people can get away, relax, really get into the Christmas spirit and then shop at the same time. So it's working really well. We've been promoting uh, Christmas as a destination for about three or four years now. We've really built a strong brand equity position around it in our region, and uh, we're seeing those occupancy numbers just climb and climb and climb as people get the idea that we're trying to communicate that if you want to get away and treat yourself a little bit and do some Christmas shopping, we're a great place to be. Now, if I remember correctly, you have uh, Canada's only uh, year-round Christmas store. We do, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a neat place full of all sorts of Christmas decorations. And, and what's also really neat is uh, it's right on Government Street, and the whole downtown's full of cobblestones as well, too. So with the cobblestones, the alleys, the Christmas store, the Christmas lights, it's all wrapped up into a neat package. I think what you mentioned about earlier, the uh, the shops and that, there's no big giant malls in Victoria that, you know, creates a lot of... Uh, you know, you need huge parking lots and that for it's all like the parking's so easy in Victoria and, and easy to walk around and check out all the different shops. It actually helps a, a small uh, business owner, I think, uh, having a shop in Victoria. You know, absolutely. We do have a big mall downtown, but I mean, it's, it's of modest size and it's where, you know, you'll get lots of your branded chain stores, which, you know, there's a place for that. But then, as you said, to complement it, there's a lot of small businesses and a lot of really big parkades as well, too. So parking's really easy downtown for those who are traveling and and bring their car over or rent a car. So it's really not a concern, and everything's in walkable distance in the downtown. And then we do have a new mall called Uptown, which is about a 10-minute drive away. So there's really something for everyone, whether you want that really boutique experience that more independent arts and culture type experience where, where they might find something that's only made in Victoria. Or if you need a, um, a uh, you know, if you, want, if you want a full-fledged mall, we've certainly got that in spades as well, too. Okay. Now, you know, I guess what I meant by that is you don't see Walmarts all over the place like you do in some cities. No, so, you don't. Uh, and you don't I kind of like no, that. And you don't, 
No, and you don't see big, huge strip malls either. Yeah, you don't sacrifice the character of the city, that's for sure. It's uh, it's like it was 20 years ago or even before then. Absolutely. That's, yeah. So, uh, Paul, give us an idea. What You know, yourself, you're, you're, you've been, uh, you know, you joined Tourism Victoria in January 2014. Give me, give me a a day in which you, you know, what kind of restaurants do you go to, or or what's your favorite? What do you like to do there? Yeah, you know, what I like to do myself um, is, um, you know, I used to travel all around the world in my previous role. I was at the Canadian National Tourism Board, so we had offices yes. in eleven or fifteen international cities. So, what I really like about Victoria now is just slowing down and enjoying the pace of the city while still having all those urban charms that, that are there. So I do a lot of walking and hiking. And then what I like to do is enjoy the vibrant restaurant and call, uh, pub culture. You know, because we do have a bit of an English heritage, our pubs are absolutely spectacular. Yeah, they are. Um, gastropubs, uh, microbrews. Um, so for me, as a guy, you know, I'm, I'm a male guy in my 40s, where I like to hang out is in the, in the pubs. But if you want kind of a high-end dining scene or an ethnic dining scene, we've got all that too. But um, along Government Street and also in the neighborhoods, um, it really is like like in England that doesn't even exist anymore, where there's really unique and different pubs um, that one can take advantage of. And if a visitor comes to Victoria, they really should take the time to take advantage of it because um, they're modern yet they're they are they are they pay respect to their English heritage, which is fantastic. That have uh, Paul, as well as what you've just mentioned, uh, I've noticed, you know, when I was there, there was a lot of people, uh, Asian, uh, that have moved there and European, and the culinary uh, uh, experiences one could uh, have there are, are unique. I know myself, I worked up at the uh, the Airy Resort uh, up on the Malahat, and that was... Uh, that's just a beautiful place, and and the area is you know, uh, you know, known for looking out and seeing the eagles fly around. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm glad you raised that. First of all, we have a great foundation as as Victoria has Canada's oldest Chinatown, um, so we have a tremendous base from a, a really neat four or five block Chinatown. But you're right, we have Indian and Thai and Greek and Polish and and really everything. But it's not just you know they. You know the um, you know the families come here or the chefs come here and and they're doing their own thing. They're actually inventing and modernizing and creating new tr- twists on old classics. And you know, guests will have a tremendous culinary scene and they'll be tasting from around the world. There's a Polish restaurant, for example, called Skinny Tato, which is a tiny hole in the wall, but incredibly good food. Uh, we have one of the best Greek restaurants I've been to anywhere in the world here in Victoria. Um, and there's, there's such vibrancy in our streets um, and so many choices that for our visitors to come. And they're literally um, walkable from block to block to block. So it's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. I love that about Victoria. You know, I almost feel like I got to be on the flight there pretty soon. Uh, Wonderful. You know, We'd love to have you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's uh, I, like I said, I lived on mile zero there on, on 30 Douglas Street, and we have friends out there still. I, you know, keep in touch with them a lot on Facebook. And, uh, you know, they're always going to Parksville or Qualicum Beach. And, you know, like today they posted a video throwing a stone uh, or a ball out in the water and uh, the dog running after it. And, 
you know, fetching it no, and bringing yeah. it back. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And um, I, th- I think, you know, Mary, that all that beautiful natural st- natural opportunities, walking on the beach, throwing a stone, as you mentioned, sea kayaking, all that wonderful stuff, with the ability to come home at night and go to an incredible pub or an incredible restaurant, go to a play and enjoy a fantastic festival on the weekend. It really is a rich quality of life. And we all know that today's travelers, they're seeking experiences. They want to participate and engage in a community. And yes. that's where I think we're a little bit different, right? You know, when we, when we talk about experiential tourism, where customers want to engage and immerse in the local community, that's why I think Victoria is transitioning very nicely into the way travelers want to visit and participate in the places that they visit in this day and age. Absolutely. And after the break, maybe we'll discuss, uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about something about Victoria that maybe, you know, somebody out there doesn't know about uh, in our last segment. Uh, maybe it'll surprise the listener. Maybe you got a good tidbit for us to, uh, you know, to make us think about Victoria in a whole different light. Wonderful. You're doing Thank gr- you. You're, you're doing great so far. We'll just we'll see what we can dig up, dig up from you. Wonderful. Uh, All right, we'll see you at the other end of two minutes, Paul. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's Stephen Nicole. N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole, can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s through the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back to the Hospitality Industry News Network. I have, We have a great show going on. We got Paul Nursey, President and CEO of Tourism Victoria. This guy knows everything about Victoria, and I hope you've uh, managed to catch the first part of the show, because if you haven't, you got to listen to it. Uh, all the shows 
are on demand 24-7 on the webpage, voiceamerica.com variety channel. Uh, you know, it's on Stitcher, tuned in, and iTunes and Google Play. Uh, if You know, if you're thinking of a holiday or just want to, you know, plan a business trip somewhere different to go, Victoria is the spot you should really consider. Paul, tell us something maybe, uh, you know, you, you've covered a lot so far, and uh, but I'd be interested in knowing and in, 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 in you telling the listeners uh, something that, that may surprise us about Victoria. Sure, absolutely. I'm really going to point out two things, and um, I'll walk through them individually. But really just the depth of the charm of our neighborhoods in Victoria, and then I'll go into festivals, if that's okay with you. Yes. Um, you know, I travel around the world a lot. I'm an active traveler myself. And when I go to a place, a city, whether it be San Francisco, London, Chicago, or wherever, once I see those first few iconic things that are on everyone's must-see list, I like to get out into the neighborhoods and really live how the locals live, you know? And, um, you know, in Victoria, we have really unique and defined neighborhoods. I'm going to speak about three of them. We have Cook Street Village, which is just beyond Beacon Hill uh, Park, which is our big downtown park, uh, Ferndale, and then into Oak Bay. So Cook Street Village is kind of our, um, our, our, our role where all the really neat local culinary produce stores, fashion shows are. And it's intersected by Fort Street, which is where there's a row of antique stores and other great restaurants. Yes. So just literally minutes from walking downtown, you can be out of the hustle and bustle to the degree to which there is in Victoria, which isn't that much, into really tranquil neighborhoods that have leaf, leaf, leafy trees, shadows, but have great stores, great restaurants, and you can really see what it is to live like a Victorian, where the lifestyle is so great. So uh, Cook Street is there, and slightly beyond that is Ferndale, which is where there's a really neat, hip, young community where a lot of the young lifestyles, lifestyle um, workers in the tech sector or in the arts scene have a really vibrant community in Ferndale. And then beyond that is kind of more traditional Oak Bay, which is set right on the water, which is a bit, perhaps a bit more upscale, a bit more exclusive, but tremendous yes. shops, restaurants, and again, beautiful strolling neighborhoods. So, you know, there's so much more than just the Inner Harbor or just driving around the island. There is, you know, if, if a visitor maybe on their second day wants to get out and go for some great walks and explore and walk about, there's some fantastic um, neighborhoods to see and do. And that's the, that's the thing that as, as travelers get much more sophisticated, you know, as where mobile technology comes in and learning about yes. those little fashionable hole-in-the-walls that they may not have known about. Um, that's where I think customers can have, a, or visitors can have a really deep experience you know, visiting and seeing how the locals live, which is a fantastic thing to do when you're on vacation. Yes, and, uh, you know, Oak Bay, uh, you know, that's a beautiful area around there. Uh, you got the Oak Bay Hotel, I guess, uh, that's still there. Yeah, yeah and Oak the Bay Hotel Mar- has been redone. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And the Marina Restaurant, where uh, I actually had my wedding dinner. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't get much more beautiful than being right on the ocean in Oak Bay in yeah. the Marina Restaurant. It's It's... You know, it's hard to describe on the radio how visually stunning it is to have yes. the whole straight there and the, the sea lions playing and, and, and the yachts, but it is absolutely gorgeous. And again, just so accessible and easy to get to. And, the, and the, you know, for boating, 
Uh, I think uh, a lot of people forget you could all. Well, I don't know if you could boat all year round no. in Victoria. Would you be able to, or is it just a little cool in the winter? No, absolutely, we can boat year round, and, and yacht tourism is big in Greater Victoria. You know, it's really important, whether that be small boats or even some of those mega yachts. You know, um, we're definitely on the list of places to go in marine tourism. And um, we have a great marina scene. Uh, we, we even have some, um, some yacht races, uh, the Swift Shore Classic, among other things. Yes. So it's definitely part of the mix for sure. And for the whale watching, uh, that, that's pretty exciting. We went on that and uh, the Zodiacs. Zodiacs, but there's also much more um, um, heated and covered boats these days. And okay. uh, the whale watching in Victoria is just so accessible. It's just outside the Inner Harbor or in the Gulf Islands. We've got Zodiacs. We've got covered boats. We've got boats that can handle 50 or 60 people and do a corporate retreat while whale watching. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so we've really upped our game in the last little while. And um, whale watching is fantastic. And it just adds the depth and dimensions of the things that you can do here. And one thing I could attest is that you're guaranteed to see a whale. Well, they all have guarantees, you know, because um, we have what we call resident orcas, and they live yes. in the region. Um, and we have transient orcas, which go up and down the west coast of North America. But the resident pods actually live and feed off the salmon that are so plentiful in the region. And so it's pr- everyone knows where they are, and they all go out and spot them in the morning. So, And uh, they've learned to interact with, with uh, the whale-watching boats very respectfully uh, and vice versa. And um, you're, you pretty much are guaranteed to see well. And on top of that, we have humpback whales, good, healthy populations of humpbacks in the region. Wow. Okay. Paul, we're just about to wrap up. Could you give uh, the listeners some information on where they can get some more information? Absolutely. Well, our website is um, tourismvictoria.com. And we are the official tourism bureau of Greater Victoria. We have 900 business members, and we have all sorts of deals and things where people can learn about flights, things to see and do, accommodation specials. And the most visited part of our website is actually the calendar of events. So uh, visitors can see what's actually going on precisely when they're planning to travel. Paul, it's been awesome to have you on. Uh, Real pleasure. Thank you very much. Told us everything about Victoria that we need to know, and I, I, I urge listeners to check out Tourism Victoria. Uh, website and uh, get on out there because it's a beautiful spot in the world. I know it brings back a lot of memories. It kind of took me down memory lane today, actually. Hey, I really appreciate the time and uh, really enjoyed the interview. Great. This is Stephen Nicole for the Hospitality Industry News Network. If you missed this show, which I hope you haven't, if you're just turning in, tuning into the show, you could catch it within a couple hours on our webpage, on voiceamerica.com, Variety Station, on the uh, Hospitality Industry News Network, on Stitcher, Tuned In, iTunes, and Google Play. This is Stephen Nicole, over and out. Wish you all have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Hospitality News Network this week. Please join your host, Stephen Nicole, next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a good week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 